It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Yeah, welcome to us on a Wednesday afternoon. And guess what? Chip Souza isn't here. I'm Henry Apple filling in for him. You know, Rick, he's up down somewhere soaking up the sun right now. And we're soaking up something else. So uh, we're sip. Uh, chipless then right? right no Sousa we are chipless uh yeah he you know um he's in management he's probably on the uh, south pacific somewhere wearing one of them lies around his neck but we and he said hey you hired hands stay here we're in a driving rainstorm i come up here from volleyball my feet are wet i'm soaked but i passed a guy on a bicycle going uphill so i've got nothing to compl- complain about so let's go. We still got sports today. Yeah, here we go. And we'll, we're also joined today by Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith. How's it down there, Leland? It is. Um, it looks like week nine of high school football usually does. Yeah, it, it, it's the last, uh, practically the last week of October, and here we go. You know, the only thing missing right now, we haven't had daylight savings time yet, but, you know, to end, but uh, – Leland, it's gone by so fast. It's hard to believe that it's just this week and next week, and the regular season's over, and then we start thinking of the postseason and the playoffs. You know, it's uh, football season goes by fast every 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 year. I mean, it's just I, I love the routine of it. Um, you know, getting the notebooks out, the stats, and you know, doing all that. I love the routine of it, and it just I think it makes the uh, the weeks go by even faster, but you're right. You know, we're, uh, I know you've already been looking at, uh, you know, the possibilities I've been looking at the, the possibilities and, uh, you know, boy, these are a big two weeks left in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, in, in case, uh, yes, I have been looking through the, the playoff picture starting and, and, uh, Thursday's edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, I will have a big, uh, notebook that will feature, each team in our coverage area and what their playoff hopes look like with two weeks left to play. Now, I can't do all of them. It would take me four pages to do every well, you scenario. You plenty of them, and that's impressive. Hey, I took a peek at this. It's the best-case scenario, the worst-case scenario. Um, I guarantee it's like 70 inches. That's huge for a newspaper website business, and Henry is one of the best at that. My best case scenario every day, just make it home and get in bed by 1030. But I don't know all this and that and but, and you got to do this, and you got to beat that team and all that. But you guys, people, um, football fans who are the teams are getting close to clinching a playoff spot or something, you certainly want to take a look at that. Yeah. Uh, to Just a, a brief cap of it right now. We have 41 teams in our coverage area. Name them. Uh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, I will say there's two we don't put in there because they play eight-man football, which oh, is Subiaco yeah. and Decatur. Yes. So, uh, but out of those 41 teams, 39 of them still have a chance at a playoff berth. Wow. Now, granted, some of them are slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I would, as I would joke around, I said, you know, uh, some of them. Custer had a better chance at the little bighorn, oh. and we know how that ended. Nah, we know how that so, ended. Not well yeah. for Custer. But, uh, Leland, I'm going to fire this at you. 39 teams still have a shot out of 41 up here with two weeks left to play. Is that a lot, or 
about the norm? I think that's probably the norm because you got to remember in 7A and 6A, six of the eight teams go. Right. Uh, and then, of course, 5A down. And then 4A, 3A, and 2A, sometimes uh, five of those schools out of the conferences go. So I think that's probably about normal. Um, you know, what helps, too, and I, I love this aspect of 7 and 6A, is that those teams that are fighting – for those middle seeds, it's so huge to be that fourth seed um, and get a first-round playoff game because ones and twos get spies. So three, four, fives, and sixes play a first-round game. And the fours are at home in that game. And, of course, the threes are too. But that four spot's so big because you're playing a fifth seed from the other conference, and that's a winnable first-round game. It most definitely, uh, it, and the chances are endless on who these teams will be. For the 7A West right now, it could be Bentonville. If real things go sour, it could be Rogers. It could be Bentonville West. It could be Springdale Harbor. We don't know yet. We'll know a little bit more after this week, but right now it's a toss-up. It could be anybody. But Fable's got the inside track, and they can if they win Friday, they clinch at least a share. Yeah, they they only have to win one more, and they got okay. the number one seed. But then okay. everything else is sort of topsy turvy. And Leland, uh, you mentioned it when uh, I brought this up. You know, you have seen the three A one conference. Every team in that conference right now still has a shot yeah. at a playoff berth, and the wackiest one is Lavaca who could finish anywhere from the number one seed to being eliminated, just depending on what happens in the next two weeks. I mean, and just about every one of them is like that. And you look at a couple of those. I was looking last night at their schedule as I was finishing up my notebook. And um, there's a couple of those that are in pretty good shape right now, but they play their final two games on the road, which makes it, you know, while it looks good right now, that makes it a little bit more of a daunting task because they play two of or their last two guy, games on the road. So there's just so much that goes into, um, you know, the regular seating, uh, the regular season and the seatings and the births. And it's, uh, you know, I, I know you guys eat it up too. And it's just, it's, it's a very exciting time to, uh, to look at stuff. And then we start looking at, maybe some of the first round pairings and some of the games we may be going to. And it's a, uh, it's a good, it's a great time of the season. Yes, it is. And of course, leading up to this uh, down in the river Valley, we have two extremely important ball games this week. And uh, I want to get your intake on these, you know, the first one I'm going to bring up uh, for the four, possibly the four way four conference title. It's Lamar and Ozark. That's a huge game, and this is so – and I put this in my notebook. I talked to Coach Burns at Ozark yesterday, and, of course, Lamar runs the ball. They uh, they play the wing tee, and, and I've never seen this before, but on a lot of their plays, the two wing backs are standing looking identical to each other, not faced toward the line or 45-degree angle. They are faced looking at each other. And, of course, they send uh, one of the wingbacks in motion. You know, we've seen, you know, Air Force and Army and, and do that. So Lamar is a run-oriented team in the wing T uh, fashion. Now, Ozark runs the ball, too, but they do it out of the spread. But last week when Ozark played Pottsville, in the first half, 
Ozark ran four offensive plays. They had the ball for 66 seconds in the first half. But they led Pottsville 7 to nothing. Then they got the ball to start the second half. And they ended up winning 35 to 14. But they had four offensive plays in the first half for 82 yards. They had a one play was an 84-yard touchdown run by Eli Massingale the first time they touched the ball. So Pottsville took the ball, drove down the field. Ozark stopped them on fourth down. Ozark ran 84 yards for a touchdown. Pottsville took the ball again, missed a field goal with 115 left in the first half. Ozark ran three plays and punted and still led 7 to nothing at the half. That is incredible. <laughs> so obviously, you know, they don't want that to happen again, but that's the kind of team that they're facing in Lamar. And Lamar, of course, they're undefeated in conference. They have never won an outright conference championship. Friday night will, will certainly be a uh, an opportunity for them to take that step toward one. Yeah, and it's big for Lamar. If my memory serves me correctly, they just joined Class 4A two years ago. So this is their second year in Class 4A, moving up from 3A. And to be able to do this, some teams do not handle a move up in classification well. But Lamar has done it and thrived in that 4A4 conference. Yes, they have. And, of course, you know, uh, Josh Jones, you know, he won a state championship at Magazine. Mm-hmm. So he's a, he's a proven coach. And uh, I, I think it was one of those situations where we knew that it was just a matter of time before he would have Lamar in this situation. So Friday night, that is a, uh, a huge game, Lamar at Ozark. And uh, Harold McElvain will be covering that game for us. All right, let's go to the one in uh, the 3A4. Well, what's your thoughts on that game? Uh, Paris, undefeated. They're still undefeated, right? Undefeated. They're having, uh, you know, another – They're you know, last year they started off 8-0 before they lost yeah. to Boonville 28-20. to That was their best start since 1956, I think it was. They're 8-0 again. I mean, this group of seniors are setting a very, very high mark. Uh, Jeff Weaver's come in, and really he has not changed much. You know, he's been a, a spread guy, throw-it-around guy, uh, and he's come in and, uh, you know, kind of kept things the way they are. And, you know, obviously he had a great group of seniors to work with, and, uh, you know, they, uh, they're playing very well, the Battle of Logan County. But, man, Boonville is just so good. It's, uh, it's going to be a tough – tough task, but I guarantee a Bearcat Stadium will be the place to be in Logan County Friday night. You know what, that's a sign of a good coach, talking about Jeff Weaver. You know, some coaches, uh, you know, they got an ego just like anybody else. They want to come in here and say, you know, we're not going to do it this way. We're going to do it that way. But he had an, uh, enough sense and, and, you know, feel good about himself. He said, man, we got something going here. Let's just see, you know, tweak this a little bit, tweak that a little bit. I'm not going to come in here and change everything. And it's worked out perfectly for them this year, hadn't it? And he is, uh, you know, I went down and talked to him yesterday, talked to a couple of the players. And, uh, you know, he is giving all of the credit to these players, especially these seniors. Uh, because, you know, like he mentioned, a lot of times when seniors – go through a coaching change, they kind of can hang their hat and say, you know, well, what was us? You know, it's our senior year, and now we got a new coach. And, boy, they haven't. They have uh, they've put the work in, and they have put themselves in a, uh, in a great situation. 
you know, for a conference championship. And if you look at the playoff brackets, which, you know, we, we, we kind of, you know, tend to, you know, kind of get a sneak peek of that peek sometimes ahead. and look ahead. The difference between the first seed and the second seed from that conference is gigantic in the playoffs. And I've seen it in other ways where a group of seniors who've been successful, a new coach come in and say, you know what, hey, hey, dude, we didn't do it that way with our old coach. I don't know if we want to do it this way. So uh, Jeff Weaver and the uh, the seniors like uh, uh, Walker and then Watts and all that bunch, that's a perfect mesh. And look at the results, undefeated so far. So far. Yes, yeah, yeah, so far. And the thing we have not mentioned yet is I know we've mentioned Paris and Boonville and all that, but there's another team in that conference that's lurking there, and it's got its eyes on this game, and that's Perryville because Perryville plays Boonville next week, and they still have an outside shot of a number one seed if they can get everything to go its way. Perryville's another one that's very good. Atkins has been very good. Um, you know, so yeah, Perryville's, you know, sitting there and, you know, the team that I thought would be right in the mix of things, which they were the first half of the season is Baptist prep. And now they've lost their quarterback and they may not even make the playoffs now. That shows you how important that, uh, quarterback position is and, and, you know, all levels of uh, sports. Well, and just how quickly things can change in high school football. Yeah, especially on teams like Class 3A and 4A when, when they don't have that depth that a Class 7A school will have. Uh, you know, it's basically, hey, you better be the next man on deck because you never know when you'll be playing. <laughs> well, I was, <laughs> I was talking to Nate Henderson yesterday at Paris, and he plays, of course, linebacker. Uh, he plays running back. He's the deep snapper, and he's on the kickoff team. <laughs> deep snaps. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, there's there's times that an injury in high school football can be, you know, can can change four positions. Most definitely, you know, and, and now we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit. Of course, we haven't talked much about the 7A West, but uh, my goodness, if there is a trend of 2021 high school football games, it's if there's a crazy football game out you there, got it. I've got it because I have covered a couple of crazy ones in back-to-back weeks. And, of course, I'm talking about last week's game was Rodgers and Bentonville. 56-49, where was the defense? There wasn't any. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, there's been so many games like that, like you said. And, and I know the one you had two weeks ago, I think, was Harbor and Bentonville West. Correct. And you tweeted something. You tweeted your your uh, your box score out, and when I you know added things up and started entering the stats, Springdale Harbor ran 100 offensive plays. Correct, exactly 100. <laughs> wow, which is just wild. And then I had a wild one Friday night too. You know the uh, you know Harbor Southside game was an outstanding game, and it was another uh, you know wild and and woolly game and. And uh, featured a lot of offense, 162 offensive plays in all, 1,122 yards of offense. Uh, you know, David Sword from Southside threw for 425 yards. And for the second time in school history, Southside had three 100-yard receiving receivers in one game. Incredible. 
And let, let me you yeah. know, uh, chip in here with uh, Fable. I had Fable at Springdale. I was interested in see how Fable react being chased after they're usually doing the chasing. You know, everybody usually chasing Bentonville in the 7A West. But they handled it really well. You're talking about uh, receiving our man, uh, Isaiah Satania, caught two touchdown passes, 43 yards. I think he had nine reception for 176 yards. Then they got Blackburn. Then they got uh, Cattell. So Fayetteville in their first test, they, they passed it with flying colors. Springdale, you know, at home they played them about as tough as they could. Uh, but Fayetteville is really, I mean, they're, they're, they're setting purdy, Henry. What we say in East Arkansas, out in the bean fields and cotton field, you sit in purdy. Yeah, or, or some people say sit in the old catbird seat. Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, and we've already uh, brought up the, you know, three, four seeds, and that's what this game's going to be like this week when Rogers travels to Springdale Harbor, and that could be a game where three and four is sitting right in the wings, and uh, who's going to grab it? Yep. Up for grabs, yep. That's a big one. And, you know, uh, both of the games in, in Fort Smith Friday night are also big games because Southside is hosting Bentonville West, which is a huge game because Southside goes to Springdale the last week of the season. So even Springdale, even though they have not – or I guess they've won one conference game. Correct. They are still in the running for a playoff game. So it's going to come down to the last – week of the season of course Northside and Cabot they're probably playing for that important fourth seed on Friday night as well yeah uh because it I mean it's looking in the 6A central you have Bryant you have Conway you have North Little Rock sitting up there in, in the top three but like you said Northside Cabot for possibly four and five and then the other three it's like uh who's going to step up and be the number six seed Hey, and, and uh, I want I want to let the listeners know that why y'all keep talking about seeding and seeding there. Uh, you know, in seven A, you know, a couple of times the number four seed has gone on to win the state championship. So you know, you always want to win conference if you can, but that doesn't mean you're completely out. Was it Fayetteville two thousand seven? Wasn't they a number four seed? I think Fayetteville. It, I know they won it as a four seed that one year, and they may have won it as a four seed another year. Although I think they, they may did. have been the third seed, but Fayetteville was kind of notorious for uh, finishing, you know, third or fourth, and then winning the title. How about Southside? Did they do that one year? Uh, the year before, you know, Rogers splitting the two. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe not. You know, I think they were the third seed when they beat Rogers. Oh, okay. Um, a couple of years later. Okay. Well, I, hey, Leland, we'll go ahead and uh, I know you're busy doing other things, so we'll let you uh, go take care of that other business. But always good talking to you. And hey, we'll catch up with things next week. Thank you, hey, Leland. It's always fun. I look forward to it. So. Uh, that was Leland Barclay from the River Valley. And, uh, Rick, I know uh, we've been talking a lot about football, but we're going to switch gears a little bit. You've been the last two days over at Shiloh Christian. State volleyball tournaments, uh, volleyball is fixing to get wrapped up here. Fresh up, man. I'm just probably a half hour away from watching a pretty exciting match. Valley View, six-time defending state champions in 4A. I think they won a couple in 3A, then they moved up. Uh, they got tested a little bit by Batesville Southside. 
Batesville Southside jumped on them like 5-0 and then 11-6, but Valley View uh, regrouped and gradually came back and came back twice. Batesville Southside was at match point, which means if they get one more point, they win the match. But, man, that's what champions do. Uh, Valley View was able to come back and win that, uh, that first set, 28-26. Uh, I think that kind of took a little bit out of Southside. And uh, Valley View went on to win the next two, so they move on to the semifinals tomorrow in uh, Class 4A. Yeah. Now, Paul Boyd, of course, he is not here. He is taking care of the Class 6A state tournament, which is in Fort Smith. Of course, they had yesterday's matches at Northside. Then today they moved to Southside. Tomorrow they'll move back to Northside. In your case, you're having two matches at the same time. What is that like? Uh, confusing, which, you know, that, that's easily for me because I'm, you know, in a state of confusion. But what they did, uh, there's another building uh, real close, and they had some matches over there, and we was old, able to go there and get the scores, but the rest of the tournament had been played at Shiloh. Okay. So so I, they're having them in two separate buildings <laughs> in, instead of play, trying to play two matches on back-to-back yeah, courts. Yes. So that takes a little confusion out of it. Of course, uh you know, yesterday in the 6A, uh, Northside won, uh, Bentonville won, Bentonville West won, and I'm not sure the other match right offhand, but uh, the Bentonville West beat Mount St. Mary. That was, uh, I had tweeted this out earlier, that was a significant match because because Bentonville West won. Well, guess what? Mount St. Mary's won't have enough equity points. To stay in 6A, so they will, they, got drop drop. To, they will drop to 5A next year. <laughs> wow. You know what? And I had another good match yesterday. Going back to yesterday, I had uh, the host team, Shiloh Christian. And they, um, uh, the number four seed win, the win, Lady Yellow Jackets, they pressed them. Um, Shiloh still won 3 nothing, but they had to work for that. So nothing's easy when you get to state tournament. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, we've already wrapped up golf. We've already wrapped up tennis, and now we're wrapping up volleyball this week. And, and next week, we'll wrap up cross country. Uh, last uh, Yesterday, I was over at Rogers for the 6A West Championships, and uh, congratulations to uh, Carson Weissmiller of uh, Fayetteville. She won the individual title for the girls and led Fayetteville to the conference championship uh, in the boys' side. I do believe it was Hudson Betts of Fayetteville that won the individual title, but Bentonville had five runners that beat Fayetteville's out, pulled that off. It's going to be interesting in Hot Springs next week. Bentonville's always got good depth, don't they, on those teams? And it's still coming because uh, they had a ninth-grade team. Uh, They also ran a ninth-grade where the ninth-graders run two years. Bentonville had four of the top – their top four was one, two, three, four. And then they had wow. another kid come in like eighth or ninth. I'm, I'm sitting there. Yeah, they just reload. With they just keep these coming. good runners. Yeah. Um, Mike Power has a good running system over there, and Fayetteville's girls and boys too. So it, it's always interesting. I mentioned someone. I cannot remember the last time a central team was even prominent in state cross country. Maybe Brian a couple years ago. Uh, Maybe Bryant or Catholic around 2013 okay, yeah. to 2012. But, you know, it's been always, okay, um, when it gets to state championship time, uh, okay, 
There's Bentonville. There's Rogers. There's Fayetteville. There's Harbor. Yeah. Let's see who goes and gets it. Yeah, you know, and of course, you know, we're up here in a beautiful mountain, beautiful hills, and you expect them to be that. But congratulations to these local teams, and they'll be heading down to the hot, uh, where the volleyball championships be down at Hot Springs as well, won't they? Right. Uh, they play at Bank OZK Arena, which is on sort of like the north end of town, uh, if you're not familiar with Hot Springs too I know well. where the racetrack's at. I lost a lot of money there. Yeah, and that's where the state cross country will be oh. held at. And it's on the infield, and you're thinking – Okay, an infield, and how can you run cross-country there? But you'll be surprised. There are hills, and they built curves into that where it's a, a nice cross-country course. Now, it's very different from what they ran yesterday at Rogers. Here they've got trees. They've got yeah. inclines and stuff like this. The uh, course there at Oakland is a faster course, and uh, Carson Miller is the defending state champion. And she ran one of the fastest times ever on that course last year to win it. And just unbelievable. And I talked to her about it yesterday. I said, how much do you recall that race? And she's, you know something? I don't remember much. But let me tell you, the coach remembered it. That's what athletes do. They win and they just move on to the next challenge, don't they? Exactly. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap things up for this week. And... Next week, hey, we'll be here talking about week 10 of the high school regular football season, and we'll see that playoff picture start clearing up a whole lot more, and we can discuss more of it next week. Looking forward to it. So for Rick Fires and for Leland Barclay, uh, I'm Henry Apple filling in for Chip Souza, and we'll catch you again next week on Prep Rally. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.